Welcome to the Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center podcast featuring Reverend Dahlia Adams. You may visit us online at unityvacaville.org or you may visit us in person at 350 North Orchard Avenue in Vacaville, California. And now, here is Reverend Dahlia Adams. Welcome. My name is Reverend Dahlia Adams, and I am so honored to be here with you today. For the last several weeks, we've been talking about living fearlessly and really taking time to reflect on what a powerful vision that is. If we were able to release all of our fear and move through each day without fear interfering as such. It would be an amazing experience and definitely a worthy goal in our lives. As we've been talking about living fearlessly, we've been following a book written by Guy Finley. The name of the book is The Essential Laws of Fearless Living, Find the Power to Never Feel Powerless Again. And today we're focusing on the path of peace. When we experience peace, fearlessness or that experience of being fearless goes hand in hand with that. When we are filled with fear or when we're being driven by fear, our hearts are so far from being peace-filled or peaceful. One of the greatest defenders of peace, Mahatma Gandhi, once said, outward peace is useless without inner peace. And in these times of ours with so much um, about, a, about the war in Ukraine being shown on our TV sets, in our social media. You know, it's, it seems almost a small thing to talk about inner peace. But Mahatma Gandhi, who did so much for his country in liberating his country, in establishing peace and in teaching peace, said frequently that the most important thing is that inner peace, that that outward peace, even if we could establish peace in an area that is plagued by war right now, unless we manage to establish that inner peace, there would be the heart of peace absolutely missing. So I really honor that this quote is from a man who, who worked for peace with such profound commitment and made a huge difference in the world, brought peace to areas throughout his country. So outward peace is useless without inner peace. And so we will be focusing on how we establish that inner peace, what is the path to inner peace. 
Our co-founder, Charles Fillmore, wrote that peace is harmony and tranquility derived from the awareness of the Christ consciousness. So what that says to me is peace is not, that inner peace is not a state of passivity. It's not for the faint-hearted. That inner peace is an expression of a consciousness that the light of the Christ shines within us. That inner peace is an expression of a consciousness that the spiritual power and strength of standing in that Christ presence, living in that Christ presence, the power that comes from that is at the very heart of the peace that we experience when we have inner peace. I remember when I was little and being taught Bible stories and a lot of the stories talked about how meek and humble Jesus was. And that was okay with me, but I used to think, but if he gathered so many people, if he, crowds and crowds of people came to see him, he had to be powerful. He had to be amazing. He could not have just been meek and humble. So when we stand in our Christ consciousness and we express the peace that comes with that, it is a powerful peace. People notice it. People honor it. And when we live from that, it changes our lives. And harmony and tranquility are the gifts of that that we experience. What Charles Fillmore said is based in Jesus' teaching in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 27. Jesus said, Peace I leave you, my peace I give unto you. And again, it is the peace, the experience of the peace that is the gift of living in the consciousness of the Christ. In the Christ consciousness, we find the peace that is based in spiritual power and strength, that's based in truth. It's based in knowing who we are. The fears that we sometimes fall into of not being good enough or maybe not doing a job well enough or maybe the fears that someone won't like us just dissolve, all those fears dissolve into nothingness when we live in the awareness of the Christ and the truth that that Christ presence is within us, the Christ light shines through us. So the peace that Jesus was giving is the peace that passes all understanding. It is that inner peace that is strong, and true even in the face of sadness, sorrow, threat, loss. And we read about the peace that passes all understanding in the letters to the Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. And the peace that passes all understanding will guard your minds and hearts in Christ Jesus. 
again, that same teaching that when we stand in that consciousness of the Christ, that peace that passes all understanding because it is a peace that is not at all dependent on what is happening in the outside world. And that peace guards our minds and our hearts from all that turbulence, from all of that going round and round in circle with what if and if only. And I'll never get through this. The fear thoughts that trouble our hearts and minds is guarded by that consciousness of the Christ and the peace that is the gift of that consciousness. That is our path to peace. To it's the path of establishing ourselves in the Christ, living each day in the awareness of the Christ presence. Mahatma Gandhi said once, when a man gives way to anger, he harms himself. When we do not protect our minds and hearts, when we don't grab hold of that peace that passes all understanding and we allow ourselves to react in anger, when we give way to anger, we are harming ourselves. We are releasing that peace that is so powerful and deep in exchange for that momentary adrenaline rush that comes with expressing anger. And it really doesn't matter. Sometimes our anger can be so righteous. I remember thinking many times in my life, if anybody else were in this situation, they would be just as angry as I was. Yeah, and that's all fine and good, but it's my own heart and it is my mind that is troubled and disturbed when I give in <clears throat> to anger, even righteous anger. Khalil Gibran, Lebanese-American poet, said, you talk when you cease to be at peace with your thoughts. You know those moments that are disturbing that come up and the monkey mind and the, the thoughts that grab hold of us that are troubling. If we are unable to release that and find that peace that passes all understanding, we end up doing a whole lot of talking. We defend our feelings. We gather evidence. We gather support for the anger, the fear, the sadness that we feel. But when we are able to release those feelings and stand in that peace, we don't need to do that. I don't know about you, but when I've gotten caught up in needing to talk about it over and over and over, there is an urgency in that experience. Almost like if I talk enough, loud enough, fast enough, it'll fix the way my heart is feeling. 
when I release it, I don't, when I release the anger, the fear, the sadness, I no longer need to do that. Charles Fillmore encourages us to be peacemakers and not only to hold that peace that passes all understanding, but to be a peacemaker. Jesus taught us to be a peacemaker. Charles Fillmore wrote, one has the ability to, a peacemaker is one who has the ability to say peace to the turbulent waves of thought and have them open and have them obey. So once again, if you bring to mind a, a time when your mind was turbulent, it was distressed, it was disturbed by these thoughts that kept going round and round and round. Charles Fillmore is saying, if we can in that moment tell our thoughts, peace, be still, and our thoughts let go and become still. If they obey that command, then we can know that in that moment we are a peacemaker because we create the peace that we long for and we create that peace in our minds and in our hearts. When I was studying to be a clinical psychologist, um, we learn different approaches to psychology, different schools of thought, if you will. And the school of thought that touched me the most deeply and I found to be the most effective was a school of thought, thought taught by Carl Rogers. He lived from 1902 to 1987. And what he taught is the movement to health and wholeness, to peace, to joy, is a movement from living in an external frame of reference to living in an internal frame of reference. Now, neither of these is ever perfect, but one or the other way of being predominates within us. And if we're living in an external frame of reference, then in our minds, that person is responsible for my not being happy in this moment. Or that situation is responsible for my horrible circumstances right now. Or that person from long ago is responsible for the way I think and react today. If she wouldn't have done what she did, I would be okay. An internal frame of reference is one in which we come from the I am, that knowing who we are. Now, Carl Rogers didn't use the words Christ consciousness but he could have because he taught that consciousness of knowing who I am, a, a consciousness of being aware of who I am, a consciousness in which I could become still and claim that inner peace. So in the internal frame of reference might sound like, I am really upset about this and I'm going to have to figure out 
a way of resolving this issue. Or in this moment, everything is so wonderful and I feel grateful. I feel grateful for the opportunity to be here. Or I feel sad in this moment, but I trust and believe that I have all that I need within me to move past the sadness. And you feel the difference? The first, the external frame of reference sometimes gets called victim mentality. But it's really more than just victim mentality. And the internal frame of reference, like I said, I think of as the consciousness of the I am. So in order to claim that inner peace, that peace that passes all understanding, we need to claim the consciousness of the Christ. We need to live from that internal frame of reference. So as we do that, we discover the power that we can claim when we become more and more aware. But we also begin to discover the power of love in this process because if I am going to move into that internal frame of reference, if I am going to live in that I am consciousness, I need to accept and love myself to be able to do that in my work in psychology and in the reading that I did of Carl Rogers. It doesn't happen without love. If I love and accept myself the way I am, no matter how that may be, that helps me move into that consciousness that we call the Christ consciousness. That helps me move into that internal frame of reference that is associated with psychological, emotional, and spiritual health. So that love that we've talked about in the past comes back and makes itself known as one of the central powers of our claiming our peace. So we need awareness and we need love in this path to peace. Guy Finley wrote, true peace doesn't exist outside of the now, outside of the now moment from out of which peace is always unfolding. I'm going to repeat that because it takes a little bit of thinking about because it sounds contradictory. True peace doesn't exist outside of the now from out of which peace is always unfolding. So we find peace only in the now moment. We are in the Christ consciousness only in the now moment. We don't plan to be in the Christ consciousness in the present moment. We are either claiming that consciousness or not. In that now moment, we can become still. 
and experience that consciousness of the Christ. And at the same time, out of that consciousness, our peace is unfolding. So it is only in the now moment that we experience peace. And it is only out of the now moment that peace establishes itself within us. Guy Finley wrote also that our true nature lives in the ever-changing, yet never-changing now. That vast country of higher consciousness wherein we are empowered. Okay, once again, we're talking about peace. The initial impression might seem soft, meek, mild, quiet, but it's important to grasp the power that we hold when we live in that consciousness of peace, when we live in the consciousness of the Christ. That Christ consciousness is our true nature. That Christ consciousness lives in and from the now moment. That Christ consciousness is forever changing our lives, but the Christ consciousness itself never changes. And it is in the Christ consciousness that we are empowered and that we discover and claim the peace in our hearts and in our minds, in our souls, the peace that passes all understanding. This quote here that I'm going to read next is attributed to Lao Tzu. I couldn't find anybody else, but it doesn't sound like Lao Tzu to me. The idea does, but the wording doesn't. The idea is fabulous. If you are depressed, you're living in the past. If you are anxious, you are living in the future. If you are at peace, you are living in the present. Again, great teachers have taught us that to the path to peace is in the now moment and the Christ consciousness that is at the heart of the now moment. And finally, I want to end with Ralph Waldo Emerson, one of my favorite wise people. He wrote, no one can bring you peace but yourself. And it is only your true self that can bring you peace. In other words, it is the consciousness of the Christ that can bring you peace. And so it is. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support this podcast, you may do so at unityvacaville.org.